You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. El Todos Hablamos McDonald's deal. Porque cuando están decidiendo qué ordenar y la tía Carmen te dice, McNuggets, mijo, y una de las hamburguesas con esa salsita, ¿sabes? Ya tú sabes que eso significa una Big Mac. Y lo sabes porque tú también amas esa salsita. Hay un meal para cada cena familiar en McDonald's. Ordena por anticipado por el app de McDonald's y llévate dos de tus favoritos, como McNuggets de 10 piezas y una Big Mac por solo 6 dólares. Precios y participación pueden variar producto individual a precio regular. The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. You have tuned in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. Connect with us for powerful, life-changing teaching and guest interviews that will inspire you with hope and equip you with the knowledge and skills needed to fulfill your destiny in the kingdom of God. Now, here is Glenn Blakeney. The kingdom of God is powerful. The gospel of the kingdom is what Jesus preached. And he said this gospel of the kingdom must be preached throughout the world, literally to every nation, to every ethnic group. And then the end will come, guys. So the gospel of the kingdom is powerful. Jesus said in Matthew 10, 7 and 8 to his disciples, as you go, preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, I want you to heal the sick. I want you to raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons cast out demons freely you have received freely give a good part of jesus ministry was devoted to casting out devils or demons you know it says in acts 10 38 that god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and power and he went around doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for god was with him and then in first john 3 verse 8 the scripture says that for this purpose, the son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, tonight or morning, wherever you are in the world, we have an exciting broadcast. Guys, we have Apostle Catherine Crick with us, and she's going to be sharing about how God is moving powerfully through her ministry, through the fivefold church in Los Angeles and seeing radical deliverances and healings, powerful demonstrations of the kingdom, just like what we read in the book of Acts and what we read in the gospel. We're going to bring Catherine on in just a moment. But before we do, I just want to let you guys know a little bit about our ministry, Awake Nations Ministries. You can sign up to be included on our email list to receive updates of upcoming broadcasts every Thursday night, Central Time, this week, we're doing 9 p.m., but moving forward, it's going to be 8 p.m. Central Time. We have someone coming on, someone who's powerful, someone who's anointed. We've got some amazing testimonies. Please join us every Thursday night. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be powerful. 
if you're looking to be equipped in how to live the overcoming life, how to um, see the power of the kingdom of God established on the earth. Well, hey, guys, I want to let you know, I just have a little book that I've released called Living in the Kingdom. And it's all about experiencing supernatural power and provision. You can grab it. I think it's $5 on Amazon, Living in the Kingdom. And then also we offer something called um, the Kingdom Community. And the Kingdom Community is literally all about equipping and training people, uh, a spiritual family where we come together, where we walk with the Lord together. And uh, we really do those things that the Lord Jesus has called us to do. If you want to know more about the Awake Nations Kingdom Community, just head over to awakenations.org forward slash community. You can learn more about that. We offer training and equipping absolutely free of charge starting in July, the third Wednesday of each month in the morning and in the evening. So no matter where you are in the world, you can be part of this. We offer training and equipping. We're going to be releasing or launching two courses. The first course is on the gospel of the kingdom. And then that'll be seven in the morning and seven in the evening central time, the first hour, and then eight in the morning and eight in the evening. The second hour, we go right into our second course, which is on the apostolic, how to turn churches, transition churches into the apostolic, how to shift into apostolic anointing, apostolic power to see the kingdom of God advance on the earth. So just head over to awakenations.org equip to learn more about that and also to sign up for these courses. And we have so many people that have signed up and these are live courses on Zoom, very interactive. Um, they're not videos. You actually need to participate personally to be part of these courses. Again, just head over to the website, awakenations.org to be part of that. So guys, we wanna thank you so much for being here with us today. This is an exciting time, an exciting broadcast. And guys, um, you, some of you have, have heard about Catherine. You know, she was just sharing with me. And it's only been a few years since she really encountered the power of God. But I want to just say that the Lord has done amazing things in her life and through her. And I want to just say to you, when you look at the ministry of the apostles in the New Testament, after spending three years with Jesus, being trained, equipped by him, uh, and being in impartation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, of course, you know, they turned the world upside down. And I'm telling you, this is the normal. God wants to raise you up. He wants to raise me up to be able to make such a huge impact in the world. And so, guys, I want to just ask you to watch this video. This video, for some of you, if you have children, you may find this uh, a little bit sensitive. And, and so, uh, this is a video that shows deliverances that have happened recently at Five Hole Church, which uh, meets in a park in the Los Angeles area, guys. So we're going to watch this video before we bring Catherine on. Just look to the screen. Blessings. Come here now. Come here in Jesus' name. Come here. Come here. Out of this body. You must go now. this body now in Jesus name. Everyone must go. Her. Out of her. Thank you, Jesus. 
Well, wow. What a powerful uh, testimonies. Thank God for your ministry, Apostle Catherine Crick. And we want to welcome you tonight to Kingdom Encounter. Thank you so much for being with us. Man, what God is doing uh, right now is amazing. And I appreciate your willingness to just be a vessel that the Lord can use. And so you are the pastor or the lead pastor of Fivefold Church. You guys are based in L.A. and you're seeing lives healed. Um, You're seeing people delivered and transformed as the anointing flows. And you're also equipping people to walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. Like, how did you come to know the Lord and and how did you get involved in, in this ministry that you're doing now? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't my plan at all. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. and I'm excited for what God's going to do tonight. Well, we're so I, I've been a Christian my whole life. I gave my life to Jesus officially when I was four years old. I remember it. Wow. I have amazing Christian parents. Mm. I never doubted God. I always loved God, Um, Mm. but I had not encountered the power of God throughout my childhood, throughout my teenage years, throughout my college years. Um, I was a lukewarm Christian throughout my teenage years and college years uh, simply because I had not had my eyes opened up yet to God's love for me and how worthy he was of my surrender. When I encountered the power of God for the first time, it was in a little tiny house church oh, of cool. just um, 40, 30 people in a, packed in a living room. Mm. It was a different experience than I ever had been in. I was used to like mega churches, but not miracles happening. Right. And this was a prophet leading the service. I didn't know prophets existed at that point, Um, but I just came with a childlike heart. Gratefully, God prepared me to have a childlike heart. Uh, And I came to that living room and that is where I encountered the power of God for the first time. Okay. I received prophetic ministry for the first time. A prophet spoke a prophetic word, touched my heart so deeply and my eyes really opened up to God's love and his nearness for me just upon that one prophetic word. And then I also witnessed demons being cast out and I witnessed people being healed. And I saw people just weeping as prophetic ministry touched their hearts and people were speaking in tongues. And then I was baptized in the Holy Spirit one month later. (laughs) And when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, that is when I surrendered to God really with my heart, really meaning it. Um, Really the power of God opened up my eyes so fast yeah. To Jesus's amazing love, I, I I I really believe I really feel like it's when I actually met Jesus. I feel like I didn't really meet him before. Yeah. I just heard about him, um, but now when I encounter the power of God, it's like Jesus really touched me. It's like I really saw Jesus, really heard Jesus. I didn't hear his audible voice. I didn't see him physically, but I in the spiritual realm, I I met him. I saw him. I heard him. I met him. And I was changed forever from that point. I was set on fire. This was almost six years ago. Awesome. And I was pursuing being a Christian pop EDM singer songwriter at the time. Um, my biggest passion 
was I want other people to encounter the power of God like I have. I want other people to experience prophetic ministry like I have. This is what changed my life. I wanted to be on fire for God and surrendered my whole life. And now my eyes are opened up like this is what was missing. I had so many Christian friends and family in my life who I knew had not encountered the power of God. And I just wanted that for them. And so that became my biggest prayer, my biggest passion. I did not know how God was going to answer my prayer. Turns out God was answering my prayer very directly by choosing to use me (laughs) to release God's power so that people could meet Jesus and encounter his power. what, What happened was as I was pursuing my music dream that I was so excited about, Nine months after I first encountered the power of God, I went to this conference and there was a prophet, a different prophet who was ministering at the conference. And he ended up prophesying to me, you are called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ and you are called to reach the nations. And first of all, I knew it was, I knew it was God speaking. I was convicted so much. This is a true prophet of God. And this is truly God speaking. Um, second of all, I was like, what, what, wait, what about music? First of all, (laughs) I want to hear about that dream. Second of all, public speaking was my biggest fear and biggest weakness. And I had no clue how to minister, how to preach, how to get revelation from God, how to, no clue, no clue. I didn't want that. I didn't know how to do that. But like in that moment of hearing that prophecy, God spoke to me like, this is really me speaking, my daughter. And in that moment, he reminded me of Moses. Yeah. Moses, whom God called to be a prophet, to be his mouthpiece for millions of people to be a leader. And Moses had a stutter and Moses says, I can't even talk. What do you mean? This doesn't make any sense, God, you know? And God says, I will give you the words to speak. It'll be my power equipping you, moving through you. And God will get the glory through this. God just simply reminded me of Moses and really everyone that he chooses to use in the Bible. And that's what he was doing with me. So I just wanted God's will more than my will, more than anything else. So honestly, even though it was such shocking news (laughs) to receive, I really just immediately received it. I immediately received it. Okay, God, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to happen. I have no dream to be a minister. But I just want your will and I trust you, God, that you would never create me to do something that I wouldn't have joy in. (laughs) So I trust that you will mold my heart and give me your passions to minister. Yeah. So that's what I did. I laid my music aside and I followed God's call for my life. He called me to start Fivefold Church nine months after that. And we started on Mulholland Drive on a mountaintop. It's just a couple people. And um, God absolutely was faithful and gave me the words and ability. The feelings had to catch up, but it's not about the feelings. <laughs> it's about the obedience and God moving upon your obedience, no matter how you're feeling. So I really had insecure feelings and feelings of 
Will people be touched? Will people be blessed? Will I really have words to speak? I feel like I don't have any more words to speak. I don't, how can I have another sermon to share? Even after the first service I, sermon I shared, that's how I felt. And I kept feeling that for like, like years, like three years. Right. I mean, I was, it, was an, it was uncomfortable this season of my life, but it really was the most peace and joy I've ever experienced because I was really in God's will. I knew I was in God's will and I was leaning. I was leaning closer to God than ever before. Cause I had to, I needed him. I, I, my eyes were opened up to like, I need him to speak. I didn't feel like I needed him as much to sing, but I'm, I need him. So I just experienced intimacy with Jesus. Like never before as I depended on him and, like look to him like never before. And also just having that secret place of knowing I'm obeying him, which that means I'm touching God's heart and no one else sees, no one else sees the behind the scenes. No one else sees how hard this is for me. No one else sees like how hard I work and that it's just purely obedience, but God sees. And, and I just experienced intimacy like never before in that like place of secret place And I'm amazed with the work he's done in me, how he's transformed me, how he's transformed my heart, how he's given me truly the desires and passions to minister. Now ministering is my biggest joy more than singing. Yeah. And he's given me the ability more than I pictured. It shocks me every time how he's just come through and been faithful every time. So that that's the backstory of how I got into first got into ministry here. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. And what I really appreciate about your testimony is, you know, the encounter you had with God from the beginning. And I love the very first miracle of Jesus when he turned the water into wine. Then it says um, in the gospel that his disciples put their faith in him as a result of him revealing his glory. And and from that point that, you know, that encounter, that divine uh, collision with the power of God, uh, opening their eyes to the glory of God, and then literally um, resulting in them just putting their faith and trust in him and following him. And then of course, uh, for three plus years being equipped and trained and then sent out. And when in the equipping and the training process <laughs> certainly wasn't a uh, Bible school like today, you know, I mean, yeah. they, they were with Jesus watching what he did, and then they were doing it as well. Um, so that's powerful. You know, one other comment I just want to make, and and I'd love for you to just um, maybe just go a little deeper into this, is the whole idea of intimacy with God. You know, when we talk about, and before you, you said something really profound, you know, you mentioned that you had grown up in a Christian home, you know, you had this knowledge of Jesus, but you feel and correct me if I'm wrong, that when you were baptized with the Holy Spirit, that's when you really came to know the Lord. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the so, first, first encountering the power of God and then mm-hmm. like through prophetic ministry, that's when I felt like I met Jesus. And then the baptism of the Holy Spirit one month later is when okay. God moved in my heart to surrender to him. Okay. So, you know, we know the verse, John three sixteen, right? God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life or eternal life. But one thing that we often miss is John 17, three, which says this is eternal life, Jesus is speaking, that they may know you, the only 
true God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Ginosko in the Greek language, which means to know intimately, experientially. So eternal life is knowing him. It's intimacy. And then out of that place of intimacy, of, of having that personal, real relationship with God, then we have life. And that life yeah. is what we release. Amen. The anointing is his life. And and uh, that's that's what you've been doing. And and I just want to say to those who are watching this broadcast or listening on the podcast, guys, it's all about knowing him personally and intimately. And if you don't know Jesus that way, you know, you might be watching tonight and you're like, well, I really don't even understand the gospel. I don't understand who Jesus is. Well, and then you might be watching and you say, hey, look, I grew up in a Christian home, but I don't have this type of personal, intimate relationship with him. This is what uh, God created you for. And, and we want you to experience that even tonight before this broadcast is over. You just call on his name and ask Jesus to reveal himself, to really know him and to know his father. So Apostle Catherine uh, called by God. Um, apostle means a sent one, one who set apart and sent forth to do the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, preach the gospel of the kingdom, to demonstrate the power of the kingdom, the way Jesus did and the way he told his disciples and apostles to do. Um, how did you step into that realm where you just started seeing People healed, um, the gifts of the spirit and operation, deliverances. Do you remember like the first time it happened? What, what yeah, happened? Tell us about time, it. The first miracle, the first. Yeah. Miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically it was just upon believing what God spoke to me. You know, he spoke through the prophet. You are called to be an apostle. You were, you were called to walk in miracles. The, the prophecy went on. Like there was more revealed to me that so many miracles would happen. People would be delivered and healed. And, and I believed that, but I saw no sign of it immediately. It wasn't like hearing the prophecy. And then the next day, all these miracles are happening. No, Um, there was a process. There was a time where that anointing had to grow in me and that looked like me just serving God with whatever was whatever he needed. And he would call me to make these like short videos of me preaching and God moving in church and put them out. And he, he called me to make them all of the time, work hard making them. And I just kept doing that. I kept doing that for years and I would see hardly any views but I just kept going. And so, um, so much of that anointing growing was just like keeping on showing up, keeping the faith and keep serving God when you see nothing, when you see no physical manifestations, physical results. Our church stayed very small. It even decreased a lot. It was it was only um, we the church started almost exactly four years ago, June 18th. OK. And from there until up until miracles started breaking out wildly this January. So oh, from wow. so for almost four years, we only had between two to 20 people in our church for almost four years. 
And sometimes it would decrease. Sometimes it would go from 20 to 10. Sometimes I wouldn't see a new person come in for a month or more at a time. And would just rejoice that one person came. And, um, you know, that was not easy because God spoke this huge promise to me, like something I hadn't even seen before, you know, all these miracles breaking out. And I only seen like two, two people in my life even walk in miracles, you know, so. God spoke this huge promise to me, but he didn't tell me when it was going to happen. And, you know, we dream about it in our own mind. We're like, I think that maybe maybe we'll increase little by little. That's how I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to look like, yes, we're getting closer to the promised land. But really, in the physical realm, it looked like we were going backwards. But in the spiritual realm, we were going forwards because the anointing was growing and we were and e- with each step of obedience, we were getting closer and closer to the promised land, like walking through the wilderness. As we're walking through the wilderness, it it's like you're you're in the desert and then one day you're in the promised land. It's not like there's things start to get greener and greener and greater. It's like, whoa, here we are. Wow. The walls of Jericho down. <laughs> here we are. Um, so that's how it was. And even Joseph, son of Jacob, you know, he was thrown in a pit after receiving the promise from God, the dream. Right. And then he was thrown in a prison later. So he also experienced it going backwards from the dream, from the promise in the physical realm. But in the spiritual realm, he was getting closer and closer. So that's what I experienced. And I just kept renewing myself with the word of God, kept reminding myself of Joseph, kept reminding myself of David, the the price that was paid, how, how the warfare was more intense, the higher amount of anointing that God has called me to walk in, the bigger the calling. I just kept renewing my mind with that. And I kept focusing on my soul desire. God taught me my soul desire needs to be this, to obey him. Nothing else matters. Laying aside my dreams, my desires. Like Mary, I am a servant of the Lord. So whatever needs to be done for for my for your will to be done in my life, let it be done. No matter the warfare that comes my way, the testing, let it be done. That's how like I was that's how God gave me strength to persevere through all that. And so um he gave me peace as I kept showing up. He, like Paul, I learned to be content no matter the circumstances. I had to learn it though. I had to just keep believing God and he helped me open up my eyes to see it's just about being in my will. When you're in my will, then you can just rest and have just as much peace as when you're in the promised land as you're in the desert. So I kept making those videos as God called me to do making one minute videos like every week working hard, long hours with hardly any views. I just kept going. And um, then I started a TikTok account last May. And by October, I had just like 500 followers and not getting many views on the videos by, yeah, by the fall of last year. So in January, well, actually, sorry, December 30th, I put, God led me to make this one minute clip of examples of God moving in power this past year at Fivefold Church and in the park. So before COVID, when we were inside and also outside, yeah. um, of just God moving in power. You asked if I the first time I saw God move in power. The yeah. first time I saw actually the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the the, the power of God moving. The first time was uh, like it was like. Nine months or so after 
yeah, it was about nine months since I started the church is the first time I experienced God moving in prophetic ministry through me where I would pray for people and people began to cry. And it was a little bit after that, mm-hmm. that I prayed for someone and they began speaking in tongues to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So it was showing up every Sunday, just believing, but not seeing any kind of miracle or power of God. And then finally that happened. And then we would see God move in power here and there, but we just had a very small church. So we'd see God move in power, whether someone fell back with the power of God or they began speaking in tongues, baptizing the Holy Spirit, um, or they were touched through prophetic ministry. We began to see that like once a month or once every four months, or it was like here and there. And we cherished those moments. Um, And then this past December, I put out that one minute video on TikTok when I still had few followers on TikTok. And at the end of this video where God was moving in power, I simply prayed for people to be healed, to be set free. And within about less than two days on my 30th birthday, January 1st, Mm -hmm. that video had 1 million views and there were thousands of comments. And in the comments, people were testifying testimony after testimony of miracles they received while watching. Wow. And I was shocked because it wasn't just one testimony. It was uncountable. Still to this day, I haven't read them all. And so it went from seeing God move just like one miracle per like few months and zero miracles on my lives. I was going live during COVID times from, from March until October every single day, not missing a single day. And sometimes there were zero viewers watching. And there was, and when there were people watching, there was no testimonies of miracles happening, but all of a sudden God just decided (laughs) to do all these miracles on a little one minute video on TikTok. And it was so many different testimonies. I was healed. The pain left COVID left. My COVID symptoms left. Um, cancer left. Um, I felt depression lift off of me and I have peace now. I feel the power of God on me. I, I believe in Jesus now because I see this. I'm an atheist, but I feel powered. I feel something when I watch this video. All of these different testimonies and everything changed from there. So from that video, I then started going live several times per week. And on every live, so many miracles happen. People testify of so many miracles of healing, being delivered, feeling God, yeah. speaking in tongues, baptizing the Holy Spirit. On every single live, like not a single live without miracles now. And that's how it's been ever since January. Now, our revival in the park church services. So we brought church outside. So we had just like 10 or 10 people about in our church when COVID hit. COVID hit, we were renting our church building. So so we couldn't rent there. So by the summer, by July of last year, we brought it outside. And we would our first turnout was like one or two people. And we would we would go twice a week or once a week from July, and we've never stopped since then. But through those months until January, there would be zero people showing up, or the tops was like twenty or thirty people. I was I was so excited! Wow! And sometimes yeah. random people would stop by that were in the park, and they'd be touched by God through prophetic ministry, and they'd be crying. Um, but after that video went viral, now people started to trickle in revival in the park, our church meetings outside, little little by little. And then we immediately started seeing God move in a greater power, a greater power through prophetic ministry. Then in March, 
someone saw my video and who lives in Massachusetts, a video of me. And she felt God leading her to book a flight immediately to come encounter him at wow. Revival in the Park here in LA. So she came, she brought her friend that same week we had our, it was that week, another person came from Tennessee and brought their friend. So I was like, wow, God, we only have like 10 people at our revival in the park right now or so. And you have four people traveling from Tennessee and Massachusetts yeah. on the same day. I mean, God's ways are not our ways, yeah. not our plans. So they came and that girl from Massachusetts yeah. That was the first time a demon manifested. I began uh, to pray for her. A demon manifested, spoke yeah. out of her and says, I don't want her to preach. And I commanded, uh -huh. I said, she will preach. And I commanded the demon to leave. And yeah. as the demon, the demon left her. And as the demon left her, it, it came out with such force that she fell to the ground and was completely full of stillness and peace. And it was just like the example in the Bible when Jesus cast out a demon and it says the yeah. devil, uh, the demons, when it left, it threw down, threw the person down with such force and yeah. people thought the person was dead because they were full of such peace. And Jesus exactly. says, no, nope, they're just free. <laughs> so yeah. that was the first time we saw, I saw that happen ever. So that was um, almost five, that was four and a half years after receiving the prophecy is the first time I saw this kind of big miracle of a demon manifesting and being cast out. And from there, then I put the video online and then it videos went viral like crazy, like never before. Now more people are coming and in every, every single service, demons are manifesting and being cast out. Right. And so it's just grown and grown from there. God has just astounded us each week with the power that he's moving in. It's like increasing every week, like a new level of awe every week. And so we had, there were like 15 people there that day in March when that de first demon was cast out. And then um, people were coming little by little by more. There was 70 people by mid-May. And then May 31st, there was 300 that came and since then, we've been about that and even grown bigger than that this last week. People flying from across the country, even from Spain, um, South America, Colombia, and um, Mexico so far, people wow. have traveled from. So wow. I am amazed at Jesus. He will exceed your expectations. And I will scream to the top of the, from the top of the rooftops. He is faithful. God is faithful all my days. He's faithful wow. to his promises. That's amazing. You know, and what I really want to say um, to those who are listening, guys, there's there's several things we can learn from what Catherine just shared. Number one is consistency. You know, her commitment was to be obedient to the Lord, regardless of the results. Yeah. And as she was consistent in, in doing the things God had called her to do, then there was a point where she experienced breakthrough and things changed. Mm -hmm. And that's so important, keeping our hearts pure and humble. And then doing what the Lord's called us to do. So that's that's awesome. And what I what I see, and I, and I just want to say this to you, uh, Apostle Catherine, is the call of God upon your life. You know, is what uh, literally brought you to the place where you were um, prepared and and uh, qualified to do what God has called you to do. And we, you know, we the old adage is He doesn't call the qualified; He qualifies the called. And and that's exactly what's happened. And I am so happy to hear that you went through a preparation process because that preparation process 
created in you the capacity and the tenacity to be able to do what God has called you to do. And I know that is what is going to, um, you know, prop you up and keep you strong and and um, dependent on the Lord so that he will continue to use you in for decades. And and we are so um, blessed. I just want to say on behalf of my wife, Lynn, uh, and myself, that we are so honored to see what God is doing in you and through you. For years, we have been ministering the gospel, seeing miracles, blind eyes open, the deaf hearing, crippled walking, demons coming out of people and lives transformed, prophetic ministry, all of that. And it seems in the past few years, the things have really quieted down. And earlier in the year, I think it was late last year, maybe in December or so, I was praying and the Lord spoke to me and he said, there's going to be a huge change in terms of the faces of those um, whom he's he's going to use. There's going to be new faces and new people that are going to rise up. And, you know, and that's happening. God is is raising up new people. And there's a because of of humility and hunger. I, I teach four things that attract the presence of God. There's hunger, humility, holiness, and honor. Those things attract mm-hmm. the presence of God. And, and you are walking in that. And because of your consecration to God and your dependence on the Lord, you know, and your consistency, God has used you and is using you. So thank God that we're seeing this outbreak of miracles and and I just want to say to people, if you guys are like, well, miracles, you know, if there's anybody watching this and you're like, well, you just need to preach Jesus. Listen, guys, you've got to read the Gospels again. You've got to read the book of Acts again. Listen to this. This is Acts chapter eight, verses six through eight. Philip goes down to the city of Samaria and he preaches Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip hearing and seeing the miracles which he did for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Guys, that's God's normal way of doing things. That's his modus operandi. So apostle Catherine, just tell us a few stories, some of the miracles that you've seen. And and I want to, in just a moment, talk about the miracle of the worship leader who um, and ended up losing her voice. She was mute for three years. And after receiving deliverance, God restored her. We actually have that video clip. But uh, yeah, why don't we just go into that? We'll show that first. And then you can kind of tell us the story and, and share some more testimonies as well. She's been battling speech for the last two years, and she hasn't spoken a word in about three months. My wife used to be a worship leader, and um, the enemy took her voice, so now she's unable to worship. Mute spirits out of her now, in Jesus' name. I command you on the count of three to leave her body. One, two, three, out. You have to leave her now. You have to leave her now.
her tongue now. I command you to loose her tongue now in Jesus' name. the curse that was put upon her I cancel it now I break it now I break it now thank you Jesus thank you speak now speak now Awesome. So powerful. I mentioned, uh, I think I said three years. I meant to say three months, I believe it was, that she was mute. So tell us, you probably have more information about that uh, young lady, what happened to her. And hey, let me just add, say this, because I'm sure people are wondering, like, how did she, quote unquote, as a Christian, end up getting demonized and in that state? Yeah. So, well, first of all, her story is that um, her her husband brought her and her their two young children all the way from New Mexico, believing that Jesus would free her and heal her because it was for two years on and off that um, she could not, she was having trouble speaking. She wouldn't be able to speak sometimes and then she'd be able to, but then it was three months, the past three months, she couldn't, she wasn't, she didn't say a single word. Um, she also shared she was coughing up blood and she went to the doctors and no one could explain what was wrong with her. Okay. So with faith, they came all the way from New Mexico to LA. And um, I mean, it was just like the Bible where it was a father of a boy, a family member saying to Jesus, Jesus, can you please heal my son, my family member, my beloved family member explaining the situation for he does not, he does not speak. And so it was the same it was the Bible come alive because he literally 
brought his loved one, his wife, and says, my wife has not been able to speak. Can Jesus, Jesus, can you heal her? And this was one of the most beautiful moments that I've ever experienced in my whole life. Jesus set her free and we got to hear her speak and sing for the first time. And she testified afterwards, like she, she wrote to me um, days later saying, I'm enjoying so much being able to speak with my family now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And yeah, it turns out that that there was witchcraft in their family, that their family okay. was doing witchcraft. And she was a Christian, I believe, like most of her life, if not all of her life. Yeah. Um, she never shared anything with me, even that she was like in like not ever believing. Um, but yes, she was a worship leader. And yes, you can see that she truly had demons. And many people think that Christians can't have demons, right. but most, if not all of the uncountable deliverances that have taken place at right. Five Will Church have been Christians, have been Christians who were oppressed, who had anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, addictions, mute spirit, sick infirmities, spirits of infirmity. They had these things. They had these oppressions and they came to Jesus believing that he could heal them. Mm-hmm. So this happens. And the reason being is that the way that demons come in is when we open up the door in the spiritual realm for them to come in, allowing them to have access. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not as simple as saying, Jesus, I believe in you. And then you are just fully protected from there just by saying that you can live however you want to live. Okay. It's like, if you, if you go and drink alcohol every night or take pills every night after saying, Jesus, I believe in you, you're my Lord. But yep. you go and do that. You go and engage in that behavior. There's going to be an, there's, it's like saying that there couldn't be an addiction, right? right? It's like yeah. the same thing, but people don't real, most people don't realize their eyes aren't opening up into the spiritual realm to understand that these things like addictions, like the true uh, uh, oppression of anxiety and depression, not just like right. worrisome thoughts sometimes, but true oppression and suicidal thoughts that won't leave. Most people, many people, many Christians, eyes aren't open up in the spiritual realm to know that these things are demonic issues. They have demonic roots and we need the power of God to set them free of that. Otherwise they'll, they'll take pills or they'll take, they'll do counseling, but there will always be that root still. But God wants to completely take out that root, completely remove that demonic oppression. Yeah. So yes, Christians can have demons if doors are open, if you open them up intentionally or unintentionally. A big way this happens is when people get involved with new age practices, for example, or they go to psychics or they believe, they put their faith in other things outside of God, such as believing that a a stone will bring you healing or will bring you success. So when you start to do those things, it's you putting your faith into powers that do not come from God, putting your faith into demonic powers. And once you are saying, I put my faith here, whether whether your eyes are open or not, whether you're intentionally knowing this is demonic power or not, it's harmless. You technically in the spiritual realm are opening up the door for the enemy to come 
in and have access and bring oppression, bring demons even. That's how it happens in the spiritual realm. And God is so good to give us all of the equipping that the body of Christ needs by giving us, according to Ephesians 4.11, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And when we have these in place, when we allow God to move how he wants, to equip us how he wants, now spiritual eyes can be opened. There can be spiritual meat released to the body to teach people how to keep doors shut for the enemy. So God intended it for it to be that once you really give your life to Jesus, there's no way a demon can come in. That's how God intended it to be. We have to get in line with his order and his order of how to equip, how he wants to open up the spiritual eyes, how he wants to release his power so that we can really fall in love with him. So we don't want to ever open up a door for the devil. There's no chance. We're just completely surrendered because we've encountered his power. Like Apostle says, I come to you not preaching persuasive and wise words of humans, but by the demonstration of the power of God. So I minister to you. I release the power of God to you. So your faith can depend on God's power. You can really meet Jesus and fall in love with him. And now you're not going to want to open up the doors to the devil. And now you're going to stay rooted planted to receive equipping and teaching to make sure that you can always be keeping the door shut for the enemy. So that's why Christians have a hard time with it because they see it as like, that's not very loving of God if he just allows demons to come into Christians. But it's because we have abandoned, we meaning the body of Christ by and large, have abandoned, rejected God's system of how he wants to equip, mature, and reach his people. Yeah. Yeah, and Ephesians 4.27 says, give no place to the devil. That word place means like a room. It's translated, it's the same Greek word that's translated, I think it's in Luke 22, when they met in the upper room. And so we can give the enemy a room, so to speak. And, you know, James 4.7, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Who? Who was James writing to? Who was Paul addressing? Believers. Yeah. And, and you know, and then right. Jesus talked about how the unclean spirit comes out of a man and then goes about, you know, dry aired places, seeking rest, finds none, says, I will come back to my house, finds it empty, swept clean, and says, take seven other demons. And then they go back and the latter state is worse than the former. And, you know, that's that's true. We we open the door to the enemy. One of the things that I've found that people don't understand is it's unfortunately it's based on the false, um, a wrong trans translation of what the Bible actually teaches about demonization. And and that is when it you know, we use the term in English, some translations demon possessed. But in the Greek, it basically means demonized. And and the word in Acts 1038, where Jesus healed all who were oppressed of the devil literally is a word, you know, we get our term, um, a dynasty from that. And, and the idea is a dynasty, someone who leads a dynasty and the idea is someone who rules and reigns over you harshly. That's what it means in the original Greek. And so that's what happens. You know, people open up the door, they give place to the enemy. They allow him to come into their lives and, 
and end up even after being delivered. I've seen it repeatedly. I remember one woman that we cast demons out of her three times. She kept going back into her sin and opening the door to the devil. And each time um, it ended up being worse. Yeah. You know, and and uh, it was it was a terrible thing. So it happens, guys. And we need to be honest that uh, there is power in the name of Jesus. But there's also power in our submission to God, closing the mm. doors on the enemy and evicting him, so to speak, from our lives and submitting to God first, then resisting the enemy. Because you can't resist the enemy, can you, if you're not submitted to God? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So um, what what's going on now with you guys? Like what, what are some other testimonies you you've, you can share with us, some things you've seen recently? Yeah, I, I'm just amazed at how God has been just exceeding expectations. Like a lot of people come hungry for a miracle. It's like they come to Fivefold mm-hmm. Church. They travel from afar. There, there was one person who traveled who drove with his family all the way from Florida to LA. They drove wow. to encounter Jesus. Hmm. And I, I prayed for him, and he was delivered right there immediately. And he testified um, saying how he was delivered from anxi- anxiety and really bad fear. He said that he always had such panic and fear of driving of even being in the car with someone it was paralyzing fear every time he got in a car and he said that after that after he was delivered there's no fear at all he's he says i just drove several (laughs) miles and i have no fear at all (laughs) hallelujah so we've just even seen this time and time again people traveling and or, or just coming from la or traveling from afar and god being faithful um as long as you come with hunger and expectancy, he is faithful. Uh, there's a girl who came from Colombia, and she said she never felt so much peace or joy before when she was there, and she gave her life to Jesus. She then told her mom about it. Her mom doesn't speak English, but she says her mom is going to fly in that next week. So her wow. mom from Colombia came the next Sunday with her daughter, and the daughter wrote back to me, my mom gave her life to Jesus just by being in the service, just by experiencing God, and she doesn't even speak English and right. it was all English, but God touched yeah. her and moved her to surrender to her, her life to him. Yeah. There's another gentleman who he was hungry for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He didn't know how to speak in tongues. He yeah. wanted it. He would pray for it. He yeah. came to church and um, he was baptized. I prayed for him to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He began speaking in tongues and he was overcome by God's presence. It was like at least half an hour or 40 minutes where he's just on the ground weeping and then laughing. And then we see God start delivering him right there, like coughing up things, delivering him right on the floor, right on the ground. And then, then, then he, he wrote to me the next day. He says, I've had 10 years of sciatica nerve pain that there was no real fix for it. No real like cure. And it would bother him every single day. It would hurt him. And he said that he went for a run that day, the very next day, and there was no pain at all (laughs) the first time in 10 years. So, like, he was just hungry for the the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But he got that. He got crazy life-changing encounters with God where he's weeping, where he's rolling on the ground, where he's laughing, where Jesus would truly just touch on him. And then he was delivered 
Yeah. And then he was healed of <laughs> 10 years yeah. of pain. Like, That's awesome. We've been seeing God do this, just exceed yeah. expectations and do so many, so many miracles yeah. where we're just left in awe. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I really believe that we are in a season right now where God is really requiring a deeper level of consecration from his servants. And there are people who are willing to pay the price and and to go to that place. And God is raising up um, people and he's also refreshing and renewing others, restoring people that have been in ministry for a long time and maybe, you know, when you go through stuff, when you're in ministry and, and you can get um, embittered, you can get discouraged, even in, as a result of ministering to people and, and the things that you go through. And so important that you keep yeah. your heart right with God and, uh, you know, you stay in the in the spirit and stay refreshed, stay in the word and and so on. Um, so we just want to take a, a bit of time and just minister to some needs, you know, there's quite a few people are watching and guys, we, we want you to know that first of all, if you are um, a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Christ, a son, daughter of the most high God, your inheritance is what the Bible calls salvation. And do you know the word salvation in the new Testament is soteria. The verb form is sozo, which is used to heal of healing the sick of delivering people from sin, of casting out demons, and even of renewing of renewing the mind. And the word salvation, soteria, do you know it actually means, if you study it, it means to be free from the harassment of an enemy. That's what salvation means. And I love in Luke chapter 1 where Jesus, it says that Jesus came to deliver us from fear that we might serve him um, without fear and holiness and righteousness all the days of our lives. That's God's will that you can walk in that level of freedom. Each and every one of us, God wants you to do that and to minister that to him. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. There's no way around it. You need that power, Jesus said in Acts 1.8, to witness unto him. I want to just take a few moments, and I'm going to allow Apostle Catherine, will not allow you, I'm going to open it up for her to be able to minister to um, some of you guys tonight. But we want you to actually come to a place where you first and foremost recognize and understand your need to surrender your life to Jesus. That you're looking to Jesus Christ, um, who is the Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that he wants to set you free. And, you know, we've got some comments here um, by George, for example. I keep going back to my sin, but I want to stop. Yeah. So, George, we want to minister to you. I'm going to ask uh, Apostle Catherine just to minister to you. But, guys, just let's just pray, pray, um, look to the Lord at this point, And I'm just going to allow uh, just Apostle Catherine just to minister to George and then whomever else you'd like to. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I declare every spirit of addiction to leave you now in Jesus' name. All of those temptations that felt like you cannot control, I declare them to go now in Jesus' name, for them to no longer have a hold on you from today in Jesus' name. 
Be free now in Jesus' name and be free of condemnation, of guilt, of shame. Jesus wants you to see him rightly full of love and not upset with you, but just full of love. He, he had this heart for the prodigal son. I'm so excited that you're running to me right now. And that's the, the heart that God wants you to have upon any mistake you do. You want, he wants you to see him rightly because the enemy wants you to see him the wrong way, full of condemnation, guilt, shame. Like, how could you do this again? I'm upset with you. The enemy comes in this voice so many times. But the only way we can actually repent, the only power that we have to repent is by seeing God's love accurately. The kindness of God leads us to repentance. So when you see God's love accurately, that's where you can receive the power, his love, to move you towards him rather than away with shame, with guilt. That was the scheme of the devil towards Adam and Eve. And so God says, now you are free. People who have, there, there are true addictions that are real bondages on one's life. There are true bondages. And the truth is, is that these real bondages of addiction, these real chains, you can't stop, you can't stop sinning until, you can't stop the addiction until, the anointing breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. So when you've encountered the anointing, the true power of God, now the chains have been broken. Now those, those addiction, those, those temptations can't control you anymore like they did before. Now you have the power to repent and to no longer do that anymore as long as you keep renewing your mind with how Jesus is seeing you and you can keep your eyes on him full of his love, you'll be intoxicated to only follow him. So I release this anointing to you now in Jesus' name. Be full of the power of God now. May your eyes open up more to God's love now in Jesus' name. And I declare that there is no hold on you from today. You are free to go sin no more now. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, unforgiveness and, and can often be people really say, hey, I've forgiven this person but they really struggle to do so. They, they go through the motions. They, they ask God to forgive them and they release it. But there's sometimes just this bondage in their life because it's a demonic stronghold. And, and I was just reading a couple of comments and I thought it would be great just to minister to that area right now. Yeah. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, if, you, if there's people in your life right now that you see that you haven't actually forgiven before, God wants you to see them with his eyes right now because he's giving you the his supernatural power to forgive them Amen. like he forgives you. Like he's forgiving you. Like he's already forgiven them. He's already forgiven those people you haven't forgiven yet. And so we have to see these people with Jesus' eyes to truly forgive. God wants you to truly forgive from your heart so you can really be free. So Jesus wants you to see with his eyes right now 
that person is in a spiritual war. That person Absolutely. has the devil after them. It was that it was the demons inside of that person that did that bad thing to you that lashed out. That person even is dealing with such condemnation and shame all the time and guilt that the enemy reminds them of what they did to you. It is not the person we see, but we see in the spirit, we see in the spiritual realm what's really going on. Now God wants you to have the heart for these people of they need freedom. They need to know God's love. Their eyes need to open up because when this happens, their eyes need to open up to God's love because when this happens, they will no longer be treating me this way and they will no longer be treating other people this way. This is the heart that God wants you to have for them. So just, just see these people right now in your life, these people that are in your mind right now that God's bringing to remembrance of people you haven't forgiven. And it's true when you don't forgive people that does become this open door for the enemy. Where complete freedom can't come until you do this. So look at these people right now with God's perspective as he's just opened up your eyes now. They are God's children. They are God's children and they need to know God's love and the enemy is after them. So now we have compassion on them. Now we have love for them. They need freedom. They need their eyes opened up. Bless them, pray for them, and forgive them right now. Just say with your own words right now, I forgive this person. Just say the person's name. I forgive this person. Yeah. And whatever God leads to put on your heart to bless them, to pray for them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I declare now that stronghold of the enemy that... The, the the open door that was there because of that. Now that you have shut, I declare now every demonic spirit attached to that unforgiveness. I declare it to leave now in Jesus name. Be free now in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, just any way you you just feel that uh, Apostle Catherine, just share. Okay. okay, thank you, Lord. I want to pray for healing right now, healing for all of you who are watching. Those that you have sickness in your bodies, you have pain in your bodies. God wants to free you right now and heal you. Mm-hmm. I declare every spirit of infirmity to leave now in Jesus' name. Every sickness, every disease. I declare it to leave now in Jesus' name. I remove all word curses spoken over you, saying that you have the sickness, that you will have the sickness, that you will die. I remove all of those curses now. I break them in Jesus' name. I declare that sickness to leave you now. I declare the pain to leave you now in Jesus' name. Be healed now. You will live and you will not die. And you will have abundant life. You will have abundant health from today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yes. God is setting free people with addictions right now. I declare every spirit of addiction to leave now in Jesus' name. Every spirit of anxiety, of suicidal thoughts, 
Go now in Jesus' name. Every spirit of depression. There's some of you that have this like heavy, dark cloud over you. You lack energy all the time. You, you, you constantly just feel like sad, like you can't control it. And you feel sluggish, like you can't control it. You lack zeal for life. You just can't control it. I declare that yoke to be lifted off of you, the cloud to go from you, that depression to go now in Jesus' name. Be free now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And every spirit of witchcraft, I declare, go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Every curse that was put upon you, spoken about you, I break it now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Every, every mental sickness, go now in Jesus' name. Be free in your mind. Have peace in your mind now. There's some of you that have dreams at night that you've been feeling guilty about because of what you did in the dreams. That is sent from the enemy. I declare that to end now in Jesus' name, those dreams to stop now. Spiritual spouses must go now in Jesus' name. Demonic ones must go in Jesus' name. And I remove all condemnation, all guilt, all shame. Some of you that have dreams that you feel condemnation for, that's a scheme of the devil to make you feel not pure, to make you feel condemnation. I expose that scheme now. And I remove all of that shame, all of that condemnation now in Jesus' name. And if you ever have a bad dream, when you wake up, just reject the dream. Speak in your mouth. I reject that dream. I reject that dream. That's all you say. And it has no part of you. You are free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I speak to every person here with OCD. I declare this OCD must leave now in Jesus' name. Esther, I declare OCD to leave you now in Jesus' name. Anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts must go. Rage, every person here with rage that they can't control, with anger they can't control, I declare that spirit of rage to go now in Jesus' name. Be free now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And I see people baptizing being baptized in the Holy Spirit right now, if you want to receive that right now, just surrender to God. This is God's will, God's desire to baptize you in the Holy Spirit to give you the gift of tongues. He wants this for you. If you desire this, just surrender to God now. Surrender with your heart. Surrender everything. Surrender your praise. Praise to him right now and tell him, I surrender to you, God. I praise you, Lord. I surrender to you, Jesus. Just speak this now. Speak praise and surrender everything with your heart to Jesus. And he's going to come upon you with fire now. Thank you, Lord. I release the baptism of the Holy Spirit to you now in Jesus' name. 
be filled with fire of the Holy Spirit now. Yes, Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. And continue Thank to you, surrender. Jesus. You're with Jesus right now. So give him your all and continue to surrender and allow him to take over all of you. Allow him to come in every part of you, his spirit to dwell in every part of you. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Wow. It's so true. And you know what, guys, we were talking about this earlier. The power is in the surrender, the surrendered life. Even when you need deliverance, you know, people always came to Jesus, right? And we look to him, we turn to him, but we thank God that we have um, the authority as well to exercise over people's lives. And so, you know, guys, I want to just pray for you that you will in this season, there's so many people that need miracles, healings, deliverances. The first thing that we have to recognize is and when Jesus said the harvest is great and the laborers are few, the very people he was telling that to, he appointed as laborers. So when you look at all the needs out there, recognize that God wants to use you to help set people free. If you have been right, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. So if you have been liberated, it's so you can liberate others. So, guys, that's the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, getting that power to be witnesses, that dunamis power, so you can minister to others. And I know that um, Apostle Catherine, their ministry is involved in training and equipping others. We also are doing that. You can, I mentioned earlier, you can go to our website, awakenations.org, and sign up for uh, the training and equipping that we are doing. That's it right there. It's just very simple. AwakeNations.org equip. Guys, you can be part of that. Apostle Catherine, um, we appreciate you, what you're doing. We're going to commit ourselves to pray for you. The Lord will continue to open doors for you and, and uh, yeah, just call, lead you in, in the way that he wants you to go as you continue to to minister and exalt his name. I want to just mention um, to everyone that's watching, I'm going to just say to you guys that you've received ministry tonight. Some of you have been following Apostle Catherine's ministry for quite some time. I want to encourage you to sow financially just to help her. The Bible says that those that preach the gospel should live by the gospel. Those who sow spiritually into our life should be able to reap materially. And so you can give to Apostle Catherine, her ministry, Fivefold Church. Just go to the website. It's the number five, then the letter F, church.org forward slash give. So that's letter, I'm sorry, number five, F, letter F, church.org forward slash give. I encourage you guys to give to um, the ministry and uh, look at different ways that you can get involved. And Apostle Catherine, I know you, you guys have been involved in in um, doing so many things already. Maybe you wanted to share a little bit about ways people can partner with you, other um, opportunities that you you have as well. Yeah. So if you're in the LA area or even or kind of in the area and want to travel, 
We would love for you to serve with us at Fivefold Church. It's true. The laborers are few. And we've been seeing that. It's like, wow, the harvest, God, like so many miracles. We need more laborers. We've totally been seeing that. So we need an army. So if you are able to serve, come serve with us. If you want, if you would like to serve with us physically at Fivefold Church, if you're in the area, you can email, you can just go to that website actually and fill out the contact form or email info at fiveupchurch.org. Um, and then if you're watching from afar, many people ask, how can I serve? I want to serve in this work of God, in this revival, in this ministry. And you still can serve. And the big way you can serve is by spreading the word of what God is doing, of sharing the miracles that he has done. Because so many people have received miracles just by watching little one minute videos even. So they testified, many of them, I was set free while I watched this one minute video of a demon being cast out. Um, I believe in Jesus now because of this video. And so God's power is on these videos Share them because you're being a vessel of God as you do this. There's so many people who don't know Jesus exists, who, who, who don't know Jesus moves in power, who don't know that Jesus can heal them and set them free. And all they need to do is see an example of him, seeing the demonstration of his power and their eyes will be opened. So this is a powerful way you can be used by God. Don't miss out on being used by God like this. This is exciting. You'll truly change people's lives. And I go live every Tuesday and Thursday around 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on all my social media accounts. And miracles are happening on happening on every live. There are so many testimonies. So join them and also share with your friends. If you see a, a a friend or family member who needs healing, who needs deliverance, who needs to know God's love, share the live with them, invite them to come or the replays. All We have many messages on the YouTube and miracles happen on watching the replays too. So that's a big way you can serve and, and be a laborer in this harvest and make the revival spread. Hallelujah. So those are the big ways you can be a part. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's great. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to definitely connect further. And we really appreciate your heart and how the Lord is using you, Apostle Catherine. So thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, guys, just hang in, hang around for just a moment. I just want to share a couple of things. But at this point, we are going to say um, good night to Apostle Catherine. It's evening here in North America. Um, for some of you guys, in, it's morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the world. And Apostle Catherine, thank you so much for being our guest today on Kingdom Encounter. Been such an honor to have you. And uh, we do encourage people to really connect with your ministry and what you're doing. So we'll talk with you soon. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. God bless you. Well, God bless you, too. Thank you. Wow. Well, hey, everybody, just um, want to mention a little bit uh, again, if you are looking to get training and equipping, we have something called the, the Kingdom Community, and it's just a community we do. We have people literally from all over the world that are part of this. We do online training and equipping how to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, um, how to minister to others, how to get your own freedom. I just wrote a book 
on uh, living in the kingdom. It's all about experiencing the supernatural power and provision of the Holy Spirit. You can get this on Amazon, download it uh, as Kindle or hard copy as well. We'd love for you guys to pick up a copy of that. And then also just sign up for our training and equipping at awakenations.org. Equip, we appreciate that. We hope you will follow us on social media as well. Next Thursday night, we're going to be talking about equipping the uh, next generation and the importance of legacy and raising up the next generation. Our guest is Dr. Larry Titus. It's going to be a powerful interview. I want to encourage you guys to be part of that. We appreciate your support. If you'd like to sow into Awake Nations, just go to our website, awakenations.org forward slash donate. So guys, we thank you so much, so much for tuning in and being part of this broadcast Kingdom Encounter. My name is Glenn Blakeney. Uh, Bless you guys. Have a great night and we look forward to seeing you soon. Our guest is Dr. Larry Titus. It's going to be a powerful interview. I want to encourage you guys to be part of that. We appreciate your support. If you'd like to sow into Awake Nations, just go to our website, awakenations.org forward slash donate. So guys, we thank you so much, so much for tuning in and being part of this broadcast Kingdom Encounter. My name is Glenn Blakeney. Uh, Bless you guys. Have a great night and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Kingdom Encounter with Glenn Blakeney. To learn more about us, including how to connect to our kingdom community, please visit our website, awakenations.org. Again, that website address is awakenations.org. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so other listeners like you can receive powerful, life-changing teaching. We appreciate that effort, and we hope you'll join us again in the next episode of Kingdom Encounter. What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just $5.99 each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and a marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Mix and match two or more. $5.99 each at Domino's. Two-item minimum pan pizza, bone-in wings, and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited-time offer. Prices, participation, delivery, area, and charges may vary.